0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Welcome to the 37th episode of the High Vibe Guys. Um, That was me giving a shout out to Piper. I was uh, looking online the other day and just happened to notice that she had 109 episodes of her podcast. Book. Um, Book. And I was a little jealous, like, damn, I felt really good about 37, and then I saw Piper is like at a million. And she was doing a photo shoot. She's so fly. She's so fly. Um well yeah, welcome to the thirty seventh episode of the High Vibe Guys. You got your boy Jamon Boobs at the end of the table. Are
2: we always gonna sit in these same seats? I guess so. I mean, I asked Good the, synergy. I asked about it. I I think you wanted that 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 big dog top spot to so. um, synergy.
1: No, I, I sit here because like camera wise, it's H N I C like, I was
2: gonna
1: I'm gonna look like shit sitting on the side over here, so I was like, you know what? Let me sit at the end. It I was, was watching,
3: watching some of our episodes last night. And one of the episodes with E on there, I'm so sorry. One of the episodes with E on there, she, uh, mentioned, you sit at the head of the table cause you the HNIC.
1: Yes. And E also got me, and I'm gonna get it printed this week, um, had that picture made. That's where she got that shit from. She was, I think I said at some point on one show that I felt like the HNIC or some shit. Mm-hmm. He is. Yes. She's right. She did. She's yeah.
3: right. Hey, yeah, chill out, bro. All right? We gave you your flowers on that show. Don't bring that to uh, episode 37. Like, we about to... Right, You're not about to keep sunning me and Asa.
1: I didn't sun you. That's not a son. All right. Damn it, Dave. I don't feel like my mic's loud enough, man. It's on, for sure. I yeah,
2: mean, we it, can, it's, you.
1: it's, it's on, but I, like I feel like I got to put my mouth in this motherfucker to be heard. Awesome. Also, uh, before can't breathe in this. Oh, <laughs> let me finish introducing y'all too. Uh, and then we got uh, Acebe wearing that ooh that hooded clothes to the gentrifiers hoodie, crispy. making lots of noise. Shout out to Bryce Detroit, crispy. Could you do a Bryce uh, impersonation?
2: I cannot, man. Whoop. There you go. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> That's all I got. So when yeah. we we doing our, our we did the podcast with him, we got to get Bryce back on the show. We did. We had him on the show. I didn't know that was like. A part of his person. So I was like, man, he's going to just keep doing this weird shit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. I, like, I, I really didn't know that was a thing. And I was no, like, oh, bro. okay. So he, that's that's his. You're just not going to take me seriously, huh? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where
3: that's how I feel. That's just who. The God is
1: yeah, man. and I'm sure it has significance. Like after it, it definitely does. I didn't know him well enough at all to understand it. Like oh, okay, he's you know he's he's got layers to his character type nah, deal. He so many conductor, bro, and, boy. And then now it's like all right, I was, and he put on for his city. Yeah, he do like, On, own. Y'all know y'all know how I be feeling when I uh, feel like somebody ain't taking some shit serious. I'm like this motherfucker. <laughs> it came on this motherfucker and just don't give a damn, huh? Yeah, one
3: day niggas. One day Bryce gonna come in or. When he comes in for his next episode, I'm gonna have some pictures ready. Yeah, for when we was in high school.
1: Hopefully, we all have on a, a hood close to the gentrifiers hoodie. Oh, all right. Got mine ordered. I just gotta go swoop it for my brother. Swoop it for your brother. Yeah, yeah. Bryce, baby. make me a an orange one so I can be different. No, think, think they're just white and black right now, booze. No. How about you just... Uh, so order, I can be different. You, just you didn't it. hear the whole different place. Jesus um, and then last but not least, because it's time. You know, at some point you got to stop disrespect. <sighs> um, Thank you. You got Big Bro coming on. A-Q.
2: Whoa. I mean, shit. It's a new year. It's a new day. It's a new season.
1: You know, it's a new year, so we gonna be we gonna bring it in righteous. That's what I'm talking about, man.
2: Come on, one time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Next
1: episode, back to the bush. Uh, we got a Keel Tally over here to the left, bum, um, bum, 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 bum. and welcome to the 37th episode of the High Vibe Guys. Um, we in this thing. I had something to say that I lost too, man. It was real relevant, but I wanted to get through that intro because it was like, all right, this is about to drag out. <laughs> <laughs> um. What was the news piece again?
2: Something about Mary Jane. No,
1: no, no. That was the second. Oh, the, oh, the second. The okay. first one was uh, Stock. Oh, yeah. 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 That's what it was. So in particular. Was it like Black
2: Presence? Yeah, Black yeah, in particular. Yeah, that's what it was.
1: Um, We want to just kind of get into this whole, because it is a phenomena to some extent, the Um, interest in stocks or I also thought that like you know I think it's trending which is how things go in our society now you know I think it is trending and um, it was uh, something that a brother has said on Facebook along the lines where like you know kind of just saying that people don't have a full understanding and they kind of just you know jumping on the bandwagon And I had a conversation with something, somebody else about it. And I was like, man, shit, I'm just happy that we are invested or interested in something other than social media, Mm -hmm. the silhouette challenge, the busted challenge. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) um, Or something along those lines, man, or just, uh, you know, some general ignorant shit. Um, that were often led to like, you know, um, so I'm not finna, I'm not trying to, um, I'm not trying to be, um, condescending to individuals who don't necessarily have the same interests as myself or you guys, but, um, it is just great to see a lot of people jumping on to, um, this particular train and actually making some money out of it, man. Like, fuck it. If we can control or impact wall street, I say we do it because they fucking manipulated and controlled us for the past umpteen hundred years. Facts. Um, Akil, I know you have a lot to say on this topic. Ah, uh, man. I mean, you know, this is, I think,
3: you know, the veggie back, what you were saying, I think it's just like super fly that we got a, a generation of young black kids that are invested in their growth. You know what I'm saying? That seems to be the wave with this generation. They seem to want to get to the bag real heavy. And I'm seeing a lot of people posting about stock uh, on social media. Mm -hmm. A lot of people starting groups. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, I'm seeing very similar things. I've seen two trains of thought, really.
1: Two trains. Two trains. (laughs)
3: Two trains of thought. When it comes to this, you got, like I'm a part of a couple different uh, stock groups on Facebook. And me, you, and our big bro L, and our little sis uh, CJ. CJ's older than me. All right, well, my little sis, yeah, CJ. <laughs> and you know, us in our group yeah. threads, we talk about stocks on a regular basis. Um, the two trains of thought that I've
1: seen. Oh God, it's so hard for me not to do two trains every time. Two trains. Thank you. Keep. Keep. I am smoking on that gas. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I love that dude, bro. Uh,
3: first one being, yo, this is pretty dope that people are jumping on to, you know, the stock market wave. They're getting involved. You know what I'm saying? They're using their money. Wisely, mm. you know, I guess they're, they're attempting to, attempting to, you know what I'm saying? They're trying to, you know what I'm saying, they're trying to build
1: generational wealth what we all aspire to do. And I would say, man, shit. in our community, we have such poor financial literacy that it's like, shit, we gotta start somewhere. Mm-hmm. I say, you just gotta, and like, shit, that's even for myself. And my mother tried to teach me how to balance a checkbook and stuff, but you know, she was fighting against society. So, I'm definitely I, like, just like you're saying man like shit people are trying to figure it out and it's a hard puzzle to figure out you know like there's a lot of other things in life that go on and I think the older I get is like it's like I realize why you put things in a baby now you know what I mean mm-hmm. cause it's like see your brain it's not even that it's just straight like calloused as much as you're dealing with a lot of adult mm-hmm. um, and it's hard to like say you know what let me also go back and revisit my financial literacy and figure this part of my life mm-hmm. out too and that's when you
3: are susceptible to absorb the most info is at that age too mm-hmm. like
1: babies can take on a whole lot people just don't <laughs> invest in their children which is kind of sad but anyway that's a whole nother. that kind of goes back uh-huh. to episode 35 of Passion Murray and and where she was talking about those different experiences that she had um in Mississippi and Japan mm-hmm. and how they and how they molded her into being this dynamic individual. Mm-hmm. And then also if you just want to go back to the bag piece where she talked about like, yo, she said, "Man, I have multiple streams of income. When the pandemic hit, I was on this wave, you know what, mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I'm not going to put all my energy into a single bag." Yeah, that was anyways. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Have a whole another episode with her right Is now. Is she coming on the show today?
3: I know, right? Is she coming Sheesh. on today? Anyway.
1: Somebody, I should text her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just pull up. The last 10 minutes. Dave, let me ask you, what did you think of that show?
0: Uh, which one? Sorry. 35 with Passion I'm just kidding. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. No, that was a great conversation. Yeah. yeah okay. There's but, uh. went off the show.
3: Yeah. But, um, the other train of thought with the stock market is people giving caution. You know what I'm saying? People who might have a little experience Giving off cautionary tales Like If you don't have A certain amount of money yeah. You don't want to jump in If you're just jumping in With a couple hundred dollars You're wasting your time Um If you're not I saw within my um Group uh, Guy that obviously Like you know He kind of bragging in that boy Because he posted a pic of his like His gains mm-hmm. Yeah like Couple hundred thousand, so you know. He's kinda, you know, telling people like, yo, I jumped in, I had ten thousand dollars and I put ten thousand dollars into Tesla and it turned into forty. And then I was able to play. If you just jumping in with four or five hundred dollars, that's cool. But
1: you're gonna be doing this for some years. I I was about to say, I think that's a smart way to go about it if you ain't got long bread. Mm -hmm. Me personally, that's what I did. I jumped in with like three. Mm -hmm. I played with it. I made like 50, 60. And then when I got more bread, I jumped in with like, I put another 200 in, another Mm -hmm. three. I was actually going through my, um, it's a, uh, thing. It's an app. It's a part of, uh, the Webull app where you can look at your, um, how much you put in, how much you've taken out, how much Mm -hmm. you received. So I put a lot of money in, but I've gained over it. Me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's only like 800 bucks. But I also looked it's at it too. Like, it's a game. It's a game. And I saw it as like a savings account too when I was looking at it. I was like, man, shit, I put away money and then I made money on the money that I'm spending and then I'm learning something. Like, so it's like even if it do take you two years to get to $10,000, if you started with $6,000, that's $4,000 you made plus you got $4,000 I mean uh 4000 save, So Yeah, I tend to lean towards that because I've seen it
3: up front personally. And within myself, uh, my bro, Cliff, put me on to Tesla, like, last summer. And I jumped in a couple different times, took money out, jumped in. Then I just decided to put money in and let it sit. Mm -hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? I've seen gains just from Tesla alone, which made me dive into other stuff.
1: But, Um, yeah. And the stock market opened strong today because of the lowered amount of people filing for unemployment. So, I was happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll change. Hey Dave, keep your pessimism to the side of the table, bro. Uh, All right, Dave, keep your facts <laughs> down there, buddy. All right, I'm trying to hear that shit. Shit, was up. I was up, <laughs> up forty eight bucks this morning, Dave. <laughs> All right, the no whole shit on my parade, buddy.
0: No, right. I saw. Uh, I saw several posts this morning um, on Facebook that they have now reopened uh, the PUA claims. Uh, so you're, you're more likely to see an increase a jump yeah what's
1: the p what's pua pandemic? so that's the pandemic, pandemic unemployment yeah. assistance oh, okay. so the people
0: that were like uber drivers lyft drivers like like the people that didn't qualify for regular unemployment oh. um i guess that was shut down since the end of december yeah, uh, yeah because that was part of the bill that like trump sat on um and didn't sign it until like the day to like a day too late um and so shit got delayed and so i think it, it like it just opened up in the last day or two again what, what's that amount four
1: hundred dollars a week now
0: Maybe, yeah.
1: Man, let him give, get, him, let him go up to uh eight hundred dollars a week. <laughs> <laughs> right, say, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out, this motherfucker. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> um, so yeah, you guys want to jump into today's topic? Um, I said so I don't want you to introduce it, at least your portion of it. You've been quiet on the show, man. You got to say something
2: I wanted to talk about how like I forget his name, but it was a Young brother This guy like. He had to be looking like eight, nine
0: years old, but he made oh, three thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he got uh, the stocks and that he got for yeah. Kwanza. Uh, somebody yeah. bought GameStop. him GameStop stocks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know it was um, Kwanza, and he wound up making like three grand. His yeah. mom did. Yeah. They were also Kwanzaa stocks. Yeah. Oh, what a win-win mom, for the man. black community. <laughs> and
3: yeah. it was dirt cheap. It was like six dollars when she bought them. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, she bought them like
0: six shares. <laughs> so did so you know? hear? the guy that you got to love who's got to be like riding this out by the the CEO of GameStop just took the job 2 years ago um and they gave him 2.3 million um in stock Ugh. uh it was at 20 when he got it it went as low as 10 um yeah his net worth is now like 8.1 billion Ugh. if if this stuff holds through so i mean it's it's interesting to watch oh. Just some of the like the ripple effect of this whole squeeze and what's going on. It's it, it's fun. You just made me want to uh, reinvest some of my time into this shit. Oh, <laughs>
1: bro. Damn. It's well, yeah. only showing us on, what's possible,
2: though. Yeah. It's you know? it, just a glimpse.
1: And I, like you say, and this is a prime example of why just a couple of dollars you never know if you, if you try to play with it right. Because mm-hmm. $60, whatever he put in, has transformed into $3,000 for this young man. That's a life-changing amount of money at that age, or at least a mind-changing amount of money. What? Spur me with $3,000 when I was nine years old, and there's no telling what particular paths you would take in life, man. Yeah, my final
3: thought on this is if you got some disposable income that ain't going to hurt you, it ain't going to cause your lights to get cut off and your kids to go without food, throw it in stock, bro. You got $500 mm-hmm. just sitting around, and you're not going to hurt if you lose it because that's possible. Mm -hmm. That's something you gotta understand. Anything could happen. When 9-11 happened, stock market crashed. People lost millions and billions of dollars. So Mm -hmm. anything can happen. You're not in control of anything on this
0: planet, but if it's some bread that ain't gonna hurt, you might as well. That's what I said, the the biggest scare or the, the biggest caution that I've seen is that what we're seeing now is very similar. Um, to both 1999 and 2008. Mm. Um, where people started buying based on emotion, uh, rather than actual, like, reality, like mm. facts and figures and that kind of stuff. And don't get me wrong. I mean, like, I, the guy, the, the Wall Street bets guy, um, I, I give him all the props and credit in the world because, I mean, his, that whole thing, like, reading through, prospectus after prospectus after prospectus to find out where a hedge fund has an enormous short position and dude that is not thrilling reading like that is not <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's like me I'd get like a page in and be asleep um but I mean he did his homework figured out that someone had done something really really stupid and there was a way to take advantage of it and so I give him all the credit in the yeah. world for it like I don't I don't agree with the you know like like dude Robinhood's going to get annihilated by these lawsuits because they absolutely acted illegally um you know same thing with you know like WeBull and a few others that you know tried to limit no, I don't say about WeBull I don't say that well no but they – so they limited trading for like you and I while the hedge funds had no oh, limits whatsoever on them uh, mm-hmm. um and so that's so yeah I mean the SEC is going to get involved it's it's you're you're going to see a shake up in that industry, the like the retail side of things over the next yeah six months to a year for sure. Oh man, I please put me
1: on that fucking silver suit. Get let me know on that suit. Let me, <laughs> put my name on that boy. Let me get four hundred dollars out of that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's good, Dave. Could you cut my mic up just a little bit? I feel like Dave has the most booming voice in the room. I want to try to match that. Right. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>
2: um, so yeah. back to the the actual show topic now. Yes. So my uh, my idea today was to focus on excuses because I hear a lot of people, you know, especially up in age, you know, this happened to me in life, that happened to me, you know, my husband died and life is just like this now. You know, we tend to box ourselves in and limit ourselves based on some like single event or even a combination of events and we forget, you know, we, we smack dab in the middle of infinity all the time and yet we just get you know closed in by these limited beliefs so just focusing highlighting on that real quick you know what can we what now you know yeah you got into a car accident yeah your mama died yeah yeah whatever happened what you about to do about it now you about to sit there and just you know complain for the rest of your life twiddle your fingers put that bad energy on other people or are you about to tap in and just you know explore the the infinite range you know of possibilities
1: What with that do you think that it's like coupled with? I feel like you turn my mic down. Damn it! <laughs> there we go. It's just the way it's faced. I think, man. Um, do you think that it's coupled with like motivation? Because I think excuses is part of it. I think excuses gives you a way out, and then also like mo- how do what do you what's your what's your source of motivation to be
2: better? Um. Well, when I meditate, I tap in and I think about everything that has been done. And I think about the idea or the concept that, you know, all of these things came from somebody's mind. You know, so what What am I about to bring to the table this lifetime? You know, that, that type of mentality, that perspective. And it just takes me to this, you know place with no limitations, mm. you know, and that's where I could draw from. But motivation does play a role. I bear witness to that. You know, when I see, I notice my mo- my inspiration increase or my momentum accelerate, you know, when I'm inspired by, you know, family and friends mm. or just people I might admire, you know what I'm saying? That definitely puts a, a battery in my back, for lack of better words. But mm. yeah, that, that I can see that complimenting, you know. Excuses. Excuses. What about you? Uh, I
3: mean,
1: you're talking about motivation? Well, yeah, motivation. Or I guess your thoughts. You can give me your thoughts. On, you you can lay it all out. Uh,
3: in terms of excuses, I you know years ago I was I was terrible with that. You know, what I'm saying like I never took responsibility for my actions or things that I did. Um. Yeah, I, I was terrible with that. But as of late, that's something that I focused on and made an attempt. To. What motivates you to change? Then what was the what was the turning <clears throat> point? Multiple conversations with people I respected, people like you, people like Big L, my brother uh, Larry. Mm. Um, you know, my dad uh, passed in two thousand fourteen. Those conversations used to come from him, but I don't know why it works like this. Those conversations don't hit as hard or aren't as impactful until you hear them from like a peer. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying?
1: Shout out to Red Claw because I definitely told, I done said this I'm on the air a hundred times. I told, I told, I said, I mean, to kill a whole bunch of shit that Red Claw came and said the exact same thing and the kill, we got, we got in the car, and was like, man, guess what Red Claw just told me? <laughs> 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 and I was, I was, I was ready to,
2: uh, <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> but,
1: yeah. I, I mean, like, but it is, uh, I mean, like, I do get it now. Like, Coming from different sources, it just means different things, and it's fucking yeah. like it's just a part of life. It's like fuck it um shit, if your people get the message and they get the message, why fucking be upset where it came from? you know but what I mean? now you know the way that I
3: handle any of that type of energy or whatever within myself is you know what i'm saying i'm I feel like I've become super introspective as I've gotten older mm. real quick to Take my time responding to things that may, you know what I'm saying, upset me or make me feel the type of way. Um, in terms of motivation for yeah. changing, it's external and internal motivations for me, the external being my kids. Like, that's always, you know, that's always going to be a motivation for everything.
1: When this motherfucker Meek Mill uh, replied, somebody said, uh, you only love yourself. And Meek Mill responded. You haven't had kids yet, or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. I said, "Damn, kids got to (laughs) be influential." Um, Uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's
0: yeah, yeah. You, I have, I have often said, you don't actually understand the meaning of the phrase unconditional love until you have kids. mm -hmm. Like you, you, you might have like a partner, a spouse, or whatever, and think that they're the do all and I'll be all of your existence. And then this little creature pops out and you realize that you would throw yourself in front of a bus to keep them from getting a paper cut. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a whole and, and it's funny to me how how many times I've had that conversation and then with friends and then as soon as they have kids, like usually within about six months I get the damn dude, you were right. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
1: that that is, you know, that's built in. One day motivation. sooner or later, me and Isaac are gonna have that same
0: experience, man. One day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, one
3: day. For you guys.
0: No, yeah, but honestly I, like one of the one of the things that I think was like the biggest kind of kick for me was uh, when somebody told me you should never take criticism from anybody you wouldn't take advice from.
3: Facts. Mm. Mm. Facts and I like facts. That.
0: Facts and facts.
1: Yeah. What's that kinda kinda of got a line like that? I don't listen to people. Yeah, his was kind of uh, <laughs> ego because it was like who make less money than it me? <laughs> okay,
3: Kage, jeez, Louise, <laughs> bro, it's, that's, Dave, that's That's just ridiculous. To,
1: uh, that's just ridiculous. I will jump in on this a little bit and uh, say that um I used to be extra ambitious when I was younger. You know what I mean? Like I remember I I probably said this on the air before, but I never forget. I was at Eastern Michigan and um a lady that I was working with at his office was like. You're going to be the president. And I was like, yeah, you're right. It was like I was that confident. And it was like, shit, I was like, yeah, you're right. I'll probably be president of some shit and be running this world. And um, I told uh, a good friend of mine, Jasmine Lee, one of my best friends, that uh, I'm never going to work for anybody. It's like 22, 23. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, I remember, like, a couple of years later, I was working in, like, the big and tall store, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hold up, fucking this shit ain't right. What's going on? And it's like, I'm going through, like, being arrogant. And um, I had to be really humbled. And I got to a point where I was really, really humbled in, like, 2010. Just just did a lot of, made a lot of poor decisions with my time and um, how, I was in, how I was investing my time, just thinking that I'm so dope that it's going to just happen. You know what I mean? Like... I'm just walking to the right situation, and um, I really got to a point where I was like extremely depressed for years, man. Mm. I was extremely depressed, and um, got a job where it was like had a a glimmer of at least making money to pay bills and get out of debt and not stop sleeping off my floor, stop sleeping on my floor, and um, the motivation didn't really kick in until. I started to. It's just like when I was talking about this dude who who was losing weight, and he really didn't get pumped about losing weight until he lost like forty pounds or something. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he had to have some traction. And I really didn't get motivated to really start doing things and, and making moves until I was really humbled, and the humility and the need to keep moving and to survive pushed me to keep making, the, you know, like one step after another. Like, you got to either you can give up or you just got to keep taking steps. So I kept taking steps to survive, and then I was humble, and then opportunities started to present themselves. And then I got back to a place where I was like, all right, man, them dreams you had were real. You just were going about it the wrong way. The person Mm -hmm. who you thought you were was real. It just also was fueled a lot of bullshit. And now Mm -hmm. you got to try to figure out how to go about achieving your goals and being better than what you, being better than who you were before, <clears throat> but it, it's not easy. And I guess that's why, like, I kind of talked about motivation because I can see when if you're not motivated, man, if you don't have, and I would say too that it was the people around me. please like you said, externally, it was a lot of the people around me. Mm-hmm. If you got the wrong people around you, man, I can see where it is hard to pull yourself up out of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, um, I, I mean, like, I think we're blessed to have the right parents to have to be and inst- have instilled some good things inside of us. So even when we hit the hard times, you still got some of that. um You still have your foundation um supports you enough, you know what I mean, in order for you to be able to stand up for yourself and to move forward. But a lot of people' foundation is whack, too. And it's like for those people, man, those are the ones um who I think I have the most res- or a uh, uh, different level of respect for. I can't think of this lady's name. But she was like one of those ladies in the um, like like they made a meme about her. She was on the news, and um, I can't remember what the. It might have been like a lady. She was like, they stealing everything, or they doing something. Else? I don't know. But as a black lady. She was on drugs. She got on the news, and they made a meme about her, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like probably ten years ago, and like you know, she was outside of the house and like in in a robe, looking crazy and cracked mm-hmm. out. And, like, it was, like, you know, some viral thing that was funny for, like, a couple years where they just made fun of her. And then, like, recently, she's, like, off of drugs. You know, she's in the church. And, like, she's just living a good life. You know, like, she ain't, like, you know, a doctor or nothing. But, like, to transform like that, you know what I mean? That's a big transformation. Mm -hmm. And those are the people, man, who I think I have the utmost respect for because... Even, like, we were talking about Samuel L. Jackson earlier. Mm-hmm. And I guess this kind of goes to something we were talking about, too, as well. It's, like, it's never too late. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about Sam Jackson and how, like, he was uh, addicted to crack for a long time as well. And um, those people, man, who do it and, um, and have to find that internal inspiration um, at a different age in life, I got a huge respect for you. Mm-hmm. Really do. Yeah, man. It's yeah, it never.
3: Sounds... It's never, ever, ever too late, bro. That, like we were talking about, that Samuel L. Jackson story is motivation, bro. Like, 43 years old, 44, strung off crack. And, you know what I'm saying? His kids actually witnessed him smoking. And he ended up, you know what I'm saying? I think he told the story where he was high on the set of his first movie. Mm -hmm. But look at him now. You know what I'm saying? I think Samuel L. Jackson, like, 70, close mm. to 70.
1: Is he 70? Yeah.
3: 65, 70. He up there. You okay, know what okay. I'm saying? First movie he was in the uh, early 90s, I think. Mm. Like 40 years old, early 90s. Math, you know, he's going to be 65, 70 years old, bro. And he he is flourishing. He, he...
2: 72. 72. Wow. So, I had no clue he was that old.
3: And I, I guarantee you he got bread, bread he's sitting oh, yeah. on, and oh, he got yeah. kids that he could Leave his legacy too, because he built a legacy, but he didn't start that legacy too. He was in his forties, bro.
1: If Samuel L. Jackson invested in GameStop, he winning. it, right? <laughs> uh, I was gonna ask you, awesome man. So I'm sure you see a gamut of people who make excuses, and like, what is normally that conversation like? Because
2: you talking about health consultations? Yeah. Oh man, yeah.
1: I be I be looking like uh sometimes I look at your memes man, and I was like, man. I I can imagine some of the people who come to you because you got a real mixed bag of people who you who you touch like like all types of individuals from extremely in the in the neighborhood to those individuals who are like affluent. I've seen you interact with everybody. How do you kind of help people navigate those extreme differences and probably excuses and mentalities they bring to the table?
2: So at the end of the day, you know, we are the same. We might like, for example, DNA, for example, you know what I'm saying? We are so similar. then we got mm. like this small amount of us that makes us appear as though we're different. We grew up in different places, households, influences, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, the the crux, the majority of us are, you know, damn near identical. You know, as far, at least it's how, how we function mm. is that, as far as that goes. So I just keep that in mind, you know. And just use, like, the knowledge itself as a template or a blueprint that everybody else, you know, can fall into. Mm -hmm. So whatever they're talking about, they still a human being. They still, Mm -hmm. you know, got to deal with the elements. They still have a mind. Mm -hmm. So I just remind them of who they are and use it as an opportunity to talk about empowerment. Because that's the name of the game. Mm -hmm. That's probably the, the best. That's probably the number one benefit. For um, coming to me. Outside of, of course, you know, transforming and, and healing up or whatever. But that sense of empowerment to the point where you don't have to keep going outside of self. And once they start to, you know, oh, like the aha moments during the conversation, by the time they get done, mm. you know, it's a wrap. They don't even have, they don't even see a reason to make another excuse. Mm. Outside of, you know, they might have habits, but that's something that they got to switch up. Or uh, people around them, they might have to switch them up. But, you know. I just put a flashlight right there where they might have just had some darkness at.
1: I, I like uh I gotta quit saying mm, when I give like positive because it's like weird now. It's like <laughs> I can't help it though. It's like it's real satisfying information right
2: there. Oh wow. Ooh. That's um, bro. That's look at look at sound. That's how it is. That's that's a that's a that's a universal sound. Pause. What are we pausing for? what did I say? What, what you took about now?
3: Pause and booze and that damn mm.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I'm if right you there.
2: smile overseas, if you say mm, "aha," mm-hmm. something like this is a universal thing. This is you. gratifying.
1: Yeah. Um, and I was gonna say too, man. I think it goes back to, um in part, um, who tells you to the information that you're getting because the source the source matters, man. Um, I don't should a random Joe Smo, um. Or not a not so random Joe smoke and tell me something, and I can be like, "All right," and then, <laughs> you know what I mean. It happens. Like it's the truth. It's kind of like I was just saying yeah. earlier. It's the truth. I think you got to have a level of respect for a person too for words to have uh, some influence. Like it ain't just like what you saying. I think it's also you saying it. I tell you, I can't remember who I was telling somebody. I uh, I was telling somebody. I was like, "It's the way I phrase puts things together." I don't know if you get when we was outside. We, it was a uh, episode. I don't know why you weren't here yet, um, but there was some ladies who recorded before us.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. And, like, okay. uh,
1: they asked about the show, and, like, they were, like, really, like, suburban-looking white ladies, right? And, and well, they were nice. And it was like, hey, how, how are you doing today, guys? Right? And um, what's your show about?
0: And I remember it was like, eh, you probably don't give a fuck. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, for what it's worth, them... They actually did, like, well, yeah.
1: It was the way I, I Asa put it together so well. Asa described the show, and I was like, "God damn it, I could have said that, but I, I, it wouldn't have been the same." <laughs> I remember thinking that shit like it just wouldn't have worked.
3: We like Detroit. That's <laughs> so I felt. We want to talk about it in black stuff, and <laughs> and we're cool. <laughs>
0: No man. <laughs> okay, and God, I actually had, we're getting like we're getting super full down here with people starting new shows and that kind of stuff. And I always like have a phone call with somebody before they get started, or like have them meet me down here and that kind of stuff. This one girl, so I was like, oh, so you know, so have you thought about you know thought through what your show's going to be about? Yada, yada yada. Looks me dead in the eye and just says black stuff. <laughs>
3: so that's that's why that's
0: why I just started laughing. Yep. I was like, all right, cool. And hey, she doing it and, by herself. Look, I was like, it's going to be some dead air. In
3: five years, 2.2 million followers <laughs> to the, to yeah, the Black yeah. Stuff Podcast. Oh, God. Hey, and she going to be on that boy like, bitch, my motherfucking <laughs> nails is popping.
1: That's that's the, that's the next level of podcasting.
3: She going to have nine sponsors. Oh, I'm sponsored get... by L'Oreal, bitch. Oh. <laughs> Damn,
1: bro. We should have got... With her, hey man, I, you just you just gave Shit. me an idea. Put up, we gonna put a podcasting studio in the hood, <laughs> and we gonna wait for that wave
0: to come in, <laughs> and we gonna let dope dealers on. We gonna let people who <laughs> got you know. I've actually had um, it's five, six different conversations now over the years, um, about opening up a studio somewhere in one of the neighborhoods, um, and it just it never comes to be um, and it bugs me so actually I don't know if you guys know uh, not to sidetrack you too much but we're doing one of our free podcast day things this weekend oh, boy. Um, so I mean if you've got people that you want to get their voice out and that kind of stuff let me know For Edric sure. get your Perfect. ass on the air yeah. sure. Edric I'm calling you out
3: podcast on 7 Mile and calling it it
1: callin Man, we got the we got the location. Pookie Ray, Ray and TT show, Rachel at Mary Grove College. Uh we got we got everything we
0: need. We can have a podcast a studio in there in 2 weeks. We've built out uh I built out a studio in a school. Um it's uh well it's it's a continuing education center cuz it's for like kids that have gone through some shit. Oh, okay. um, it and it's at like 16 and a half in Gratiot. It's out by me. Um but I mean like that was honestly like one of the that's one of the projects I'm kind of the most proud of. Like, yeah. cause it gives them, you know, t- and then taught them how to like engineer shows and taught them how to edit shows and taught them, you know, so now they have stuff they can move forward that's with that's so and they get their voices out there. That's
3: fly to again, veggie back off the kind of way Dave was going mm-hmm. and to give Dave his flowers. Cause that's fly giving back to the youth. I read a story that trade, uh skill jobs are like null and void right now in terms of yeah. the the younger kid they got jobs starting kids off after like four or five years not starting but after four or five years of putting in the work and being an apprentice making like seventy five to ninety dollars an hour.
0: My nephew is an electrician. Uh he is twenty three uh he is making North of 70. It's crazy, it's bro. Like they, and that. it's because they can't find them. Like, they can't we, find it, this woman, It's our own fault. Like, yeah. we spent an entire generation telling kids, it, blue-collar work is shit. Yeah. you got to go to college. That was, it was, and rack up debt yeah, and go. all that other crap. There we go. And Goodness. so now, dude, they took – what because when he was, uh, he was like 16 and he bought his first motorcycle, he was all excited. Um, and he had to, like, do some work on it. He asked me if I could use my garage. I'm like, dude, why don't you use – the shop class at your school. Like, that's what the kids, when I was growing up, and he, was like, he was like, What shop class? I was like, wh- Wait, yeah. what? Like, how is that a thing? Like, I, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And that, well, what, I guarantee
3: you, ooh, that's another show topic. I guarantee you that was on purpose. That was intentional. To I take I, I, did you see the bill that out. just passed
0: yesterday? that Whitmer pushed through Mm-mm. Uh free community college or trade school for anyone 25 and over. I, I, see that, I yep. would say that I don't think it's
1: intentional. I think it was a greedy move from colleges to demoralize trade schools okay. to make money and profit off of it. I can see that. Yeah. Hey, because professors want to get tenure and to have, be able to charge, you know, mm-hmm. $120,000. I think it was just like a, a misstep, a mistake by society. And I think also too like, I think I mean like I don't think it was as intentional because shit we need these services. Okay. It it ain't like some things where it's like you don't you can get by without us. We you need somebody to do plumbing, <laughs> you know, like that. Ser- that service will always be necessary. I think there was when I was coming up, if you weren't going to college, you were looked at like the stupid person. Mm-hmm. That was that was like literally the vibe when I was in high mm-hmm. school. It was like, what college you going to? uh i'm not you're gonna be a janitor buddy you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, but a janitor's needed and that's like that was like the vibe so you go to a four-year college you get 50 60 thousand dollars in debt which is what i was mm-hmm. and what i am because mm-hmm. i ain't paying that shit back fuck sally may mm-hmm. um you get 50 60 grand in debt and then you get out and you got to go fucking work at whole foods it's nice. like it's like all right you About need to get a master's this. now yep. oh the master's ain't quite popping and this is really off topic, but uh, I got friends who are definitely doctorants, got doctorants, and they make 50 grand a year. Mm-hmm. And you got $120,000, $200,000 in mm-hmm. debt. Mm-hmm.
0: Pure bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's my personal take on that. See, see, you have mm-hmm. your BS, which is bullshit, and then you mm-hmm. have your MS, which is more shit, <laughs> and, then, and then you have your PhD, which is just piled higher and deeper. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. And I, I think yeah. the
1: other thing was like, by the year 2020, Robots are gonna be fixing the power line, so you ain't gotta worry <laughs> about that. And we're gonna be in flying cars and yeah. we're gonna eat fucking meals. So you, you put a yeah, cube man. in the microwave and you get Thanksgiving, you know. <laughs> <The> Jetsons, <son. laughs> and like shit, you know, it's, cause we, yeah, that's a whole different path I can go down. Yeah, man. That, that, was, that was the mentality crazy. though, for sure. Yeah. Let me
2: just chill, cause this, you know, it's gonna be like that anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right? work towards that.
1: It was it used to be a show called Beyond the Year 2000 on Discovery Channel. This, I'm, mm-hmm. I used to be a hyper nerd, boy. And um, it would be, like, in the year 2017, people will pretty much be wearing moon boots <laughs> where they can bounce from one city to another. Yeah. It would just be talking about, like, what they thought the world would be like in, in, like, in, like, a decade. Yeah. So, like, you'd be like, man, flying cars, moon boots, cube food. I'm fucking can't wait. I just got to live five more years, and I'm in there. You know what I mean? I did.
3: That's funny. I just watched a uh, show that was, like, what it's going to be like in 2030, and they were making, like... Crazy proclamations like that, too. Like, uh, what was one of them? Well, this one wasn't so crazy. They said we would rent everything, and it would be delivered to us by drones within, like, 15 to 20 minutes.
1: I'm I'm curious. I can see what—I've seen—I've heard that before, too. Yeah. So, like,
3: you wouldn't own a PS5? You would rent it for, like, a month. At a certain price. And I can see that. At the end of the month, it would go back to the warehouse mm, subscri- that for waste and stuff like that.
0: Subscriptions are, are like such a fucking bag, too. It's already happening with cars. I you know, look at you've got an entire generation coming up. That's like, why do I want to buy a car? Mm-hmm. Why do I want to buy a house? Why do you want to mm-hmm. buy a house? You know, why? Why do I? You know, why? Why? Other than society saying I should. Mm-hmm. Why? You know, because with, I mean, granted, you know, it it got a little twitchy with all this nonsense and Ubers and Lyfts and all that kind of the ride share, you know, get got hard to find them. Mm -hmm. Um, But normal state of things. Yeah. Like, why do you need a car? Mm -hmm. Especially if you live in the city like Chicago or
3: something, where the transit, mass transit is like good.
1: Mm -hmm. The one thing about renting shit and leasing is like, I think it creates this mentality in part where it's like, fuck owning. I only need a couple dollars to have this right mm. or to use it. And you, you start to do that with everything. I'm gonna go ahead and put the Gucci loafers on, on layer I'm gonna get to <laughs> them one day. I'm gonna go ahead and get this on lease. I think it's a mentality was like ownership. I'm not saying this is real. This is just a thought. It makes you think differently about how you approach something because mm-hmm. it's got to be a little bit more thoughtful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Renting or, or the borrow or leasing. I think it makes it easier to tap into shit. Without having all the money for it. And also you ain't gonna take care of it. It's not mine. I don't have to give a shit about it. Yep. But yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. And like when I got my house, it's like shit. I'm gonna be
3: skateboarding in them Gucci loafers.
1: (laughs) 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 Or that fucking apartment that you know, like my last apartment when I walked out of that boy, I was like, When did I put this hole in the wall? (laughs) I swear to God I had that thought. As I'm patching it up one night, I'm like, man. Uh I really got wild one yeah. night. <laughs> Airbox. Feel What the hell is you doing, bro? You, what the hell is you doing? What
3: montage is this?
1: Ah, damn, I shouldn't have had them 11 Coronas that night.
0: <laughs> got the last dragon on the big screen yeah, going right? nuts. Fuck <laughs> yeah. like this. Just I'll see. show That's... you, Instructor Vine. <laughs> <Nebro>. <laughs> God,
1: damn. <laughs> Put my foot <laughs> through the bathtub. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Wiley, I need this bathtub. <laughs> I'm sick, but I, I did when I was walking out. Fridge was tow-up. <laughs> I remember I was trying to clean the fridge, and I got to a point. I was like, fuck it. They can have it. <laughs> I don't even want the security deposit yeah, that's Yeah, I, I swear to God, I got to a point, and then. Security deposit was $9,000. I don't want it. Like like a year later, I, I was at the crib, and I was like, man, did I ever get my security deposit back? And I'm thinking, like, hell no, I didn't get that shit I back. sent you a
3: letter like, hey, man, you still owe us $300,
1: bro. <laughs> bri- 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 was <laughs> How'd you get pissed on the ceiling? Oh, God.
0: For real, how uh, did I? R-, R-, <laughs> R-, R. Kelly came over. It was a thing. What the hell is going on?
3: <laughs> it's doo-doo, baby.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, oh, the show is so left.
1: Oh man. <sighs>
2: oh my goodness.
0: But uh, yeah, excuses. Uh, all
3: right. <laughs> said, yeah, <laughs> excuses.
0: No, it's true. I mean, it. You know, it's like I. I listen to you know, and you're seeing a lot of pushback now. Um, with, you know, no, don't accept the answer from, you know, your parents or your grandparents that that's the way I was raised, mm-hmm. you know, cause like, dude, my whole thing, dude, I could not have had a more racist, homophobic jackass of a stepfather when I was growing up. Yikes. Um, and, but it didn't shape me. You know, you, you can't blame what happens to you or you can only blame you what happens to you and your environment for so long. Yeah. Boy. You know, because I mean, at some point in time, you have to handle your shit and you have mm-hmm. to make decisions that you are going to be different than that if that's who you want to be. If you want to be that racist piece of shit, mm-hmm. then okay, just understand that you have made that decision. <laughs> and that's just yep. that's your life, yep. not your parents anymore. Yeah, so you said, take ownership for your actions and thoughts at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's your mind. For sure. yeah. See, and that's, to me, that's being an adult. And I think that's the part that people miss is, you know, it's accountability is one of the hugest things that's missing right now. I mean, you got a argument going on in the house of representatives right now because this crazy ass bitch is like still pushing Trump conspiracy theories. Bel- t- talk about Jewish space lasers, uh, <laughs> starting the forest fires in California. Hand to God. Actual quote, Jewish space lasers. I'm looking that up. I'm looking,
3: it up. <laughs> I'm looking that shit up.
0: Not um not to be funny, but And yet they're not they're trying to not hold her accountable.
3: Oh I you, bet you me and her will have really awesome conversations. <laughs> 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 Damn, you say what? Lasers from the space?
0: Oh man. Oh. Um. Yeah, go ahead. Google Jewish space. It, it seriously. Oh yeah, it's it's, the actual thing. Oh no, I, I, I try not to make shit up. <laughs> A congresswoman
1: named um, I can't pronounce it Her first name because I can't read last name Taylor Green. Definitely made the claim about uh-huh. wildfires being starred by a space laser.
0: And she was a big ass, like, QAnon conspiracy theory pusher and all that right. stuff. I'm going Damn into politics next. Fuck it. This is fucking ridiculous. See, but here's here's Later the sad part. She's is, a white lady and got well, politics she's pretty? At, exactly. What we're seeing now is the, like, so, like, there's some guy in Ohio that just got elected uh, to a, a house seat. He's a plumber. Dude, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But somebody asked him, like, "Okay, so what are the three branches of government?"
3: Oh no, no, Dave, do not. No, and he, and he no. had no idea. Oh, okay. And I'm
0: okay. And here's the thing: it's not. Be, and I'm not saying this because he's a plumber. I'm saying there is. I don't care who you are. There's a certain level of information you should have in your head. I think that's like day one, right? Before you, that's like fourth grade. Like, did you like I? I Schoolhouse Rock. He should. He should be like, "Yo, what branch is the president in?" <laughs> Uh, he oak. was like
3: he was <laughs> right. he was searching for words that was even close to the fiduciary uh, uh, the legislative and judicial uh, right um
0: and the melatonin <laughs> rare what <laughs> now bro no. Yeah. So I mean, it's like and so that's the thing. And, and I do think that's the the downside of democracy. I mean, God, I mean, the last four years we saw the downside of democracy, yeah. Um, you know, that anybody can get into any office. But I think there's got it's almost like I've always said for any civil lawsuit that's filed, there has to be a panel of at least like five people. I, and when I would, I would argue just real quick, I would say that's not the downside of the democracy, because
1: not anybody in this country can get into any office. That ain't real. You gotta be, look, you gotta have the right look, and you gotta be the right, you gotta yeah, have the yeah, right, the right thing's paper. going That's the whack thing about our fucking democracy is it ain't a democracy. You know what I mean? Cause a poor person from, from one of these neighborhoods is gonna have a hell of a time becoming president. This rich asshole, and been an asshole for a long time, mm-hmm. became president. That's the bullshit about the American democracy. And I'm not saying there's a great one out there, or perfect, but just the thought that you said that because I, I don't think that it's equal, uh, for all type shit. Available for all.
0: <clears throat> True, I but I mean, but you can look at so, and this is where getting into the the whole you know excuses things, you know, like you were talking about, you know, okay. so like the and it's it's a great analogy for the Wall Street bets thing, and it's something that I said, God, ten years ago when I I I wound up on Flashpoint because people misinterpreted what I said, oh shit, because um, my whole, my whole thing was okay, look, yeah, if you're mad about people buying buildings in your neighborhoods, and because they're not going to do what you want to do get together and do it. You know, one guy with a hundred thousand dollars is no different than a hundred people with a thousand dollars. Do it. You know, it's, or, you know, or a thousand people with a hundred dollars. You know, if, if, if it matters that much to you, find a goddamn way, you know, get yourself involved. And that was my whole point was get involved because yeah, that person from the neighborhood might have a harder time getting there, but can still get there You know, get yourself propped up as a selectman. Get yourself propped up on the council. Get your, you know, get, and then start making a name for yourself. Get yourself propped up to a state position. Then, you know, try to make a run. I mean, that's, dude, America loves the underdog story. Well, until you get too successful and then we want to slap you back down. But for a while there, we we love the underdog story. (coughs) Definitely. Dave, I want to close. You had a
1: good little rant right there, and I had some comeback notes for you. Well, we gonna wrap up this episode. <laughs> 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 I do some gratitude. I did have, I did have a little, uh, No, fuck it. I ain't gonna say my shit. Um, yeah. Now I'm to Go. No, no, Dave. We want to wrap up the show and go to the next all one. Right. <laughs> we pay you, Dave. You don't pay <laughs> <That's> us <true. laughs> unless you start want to pay us. All right. Uh, <laughs> who wants to kick off uh, some appreciations?
2: Man, I just want to shout out all of the specifically the the female elders they've been reaching out a lot you know over the last few months or whatever just checking in tapping in I ain't talk to you in a minute or whatever blah 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 just that motherly divine feminine energy spirit man I really appreciate it you know I don't want nothing I just called to check on you to make sure you were okay you were on my heart that type of vibe like that 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 can change things you know first thing in the morning right in the middle with some some something where you got issues going on, that could be a game changer. So I just want to shout out not only the ones that reached out to me, but all of the ones who just, you know, exist today that still got that love in them, you know, flowing and operating as a vessel for that divine feminine energy. Thank you. Shout out to you. Hey, Oh, go.
3: Um, that was beautiful. Always love for the mamas and the babas. Um, I want to appreciate my beautiful babies. Um, Asia, Elijah, Nyla, Luna, they keep me in the, like, best mood. They are, like, <laughs> the funniest kids in the world. Um, I had Luna yesterday, and <laughs> I got to get it recorded. She's, like, the funniest baby in the world. So, like, when she wants something from me, it's very nonverbal. Like if she wants something to drink, she'll just walk up to me, she'll take my hand, and then she'll put her cup in my hand, and then she'll walk away. I'll bring back <laughs> water, whatever, and as I'm handing it to her, she's doing this <laughs> the birdman <laughs> rub with the hand. It's just little things, man, on a daily basis. My eldest chewing me out, you know what I'm saying, in the in the best possible way for something. That you know I keep between me and her But you know what I'm saying It's just like They they Give you So much life And one day Y'all cats gonna Be able to See Why I Talk about my babies So much And why they're so important to me And why I push Why they, they They're the external motivation But You know That's my appreciation My beautiful Beautiful And handsome Babies
1: Uh my appreciation. I just saw. A cat, what's the thing? His name? <clears throat> saxophone player just rolled by. the um come by the store. on his Oh, okay. Marvin Melvin. Nah, I'm thinking somebody else. He looked like Melvin Peters, though. Not Yancey.
2: Nah. With the with the locks. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, what's his name? I think it's Yancey. You know his first name. Is that his first name? I Yancy? think so. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Um, I want to uh, shout out to just uh to parents. Uh. But it was coming from a place of I actually thought about it doing earlier when we were talking about the financial literacy piece. Just the parents who actually uh put that shit inside their kids at a young age because it's something that like our community needs and it's a real thing. And I really do be respecting people who really can live like on a shoestring budget. And like you think they got it all or you you see people it's a person I know who I know for a fact <clears throat> you wouldn't know it by the way they move. Because, you know, they work for non-profits and they, and they got their shit together and they always come across crispy. But I know for a fact they be living like on a shoestring budget and they be saving bread. And it's like, when I really recognized that one day, I was like, God damn, I got a lot of respect for you. You know what I mean? Cause you can take your ass out to eat and then you eating tuna casserole for two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I just got a lot of respect for the parents who put that aside their kids. My mom, again, my mom tried. <clears throat> I remember we was bouncing the checkbook. Um, and I was like watching whatever was on Nickelodeon as you were talking to me. And it was going in one ear or the other. But, <laughs> um, yeah, just, just respect for people who try to set up, the, uh, the kids the right way. Because to some extent, those are the people who are like, keep the capitalism flowing. You know what I mean? And keep, keep the, keep things going in this country. Because God knows and ain't these other motherfuckers who spend all their money on Gucci belts right now or whatever the fucking new trend is. Um, and I ain't dissing y'all as much as, um, the other people play a really important role in making sure that, you know, the world keeps spinning. Um, Asa owned a Gucci belt. Somebody gave it to him. It was gifted. Somebody did this. I own like nine of them. Here you no. go, Asa. On your <laughs> knees. I don't need this anymore. <laughs> Do you want my pants, too? It's like, God damn. Oh, they did. They bought him a new one. Oh, did they?
3: Yeah, it came with a box. Make me sick, Asa. was
1: like... This is not even chain. This is uh is this also a part of Gucci Belt? <laughs> oh yeah.
2: I didn't need it anymore. And it's a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Jupiter. Jupiter's abundance. Oh yeah, I
1: had to double check to make sure you had on Yeezys. Who has a pair of Yeezys for every fit? I'm about to buy some Yeezys. Go for it, bro. Go for it. Ooh, what if we all had Yeezys for our photo shoot
2: Look with what jobs? I got on the kill.
1: Hey. 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 We all rubbing off.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. we going sock. We're going sock crazy?
0: Hey! Oh god.
1: That's the end of the episode. We right. were hey, ridiculous. I, I don't know. You gotta you're gonna have to it, watch man. this episode to see the end I'm wearing
0: sure my nice boring white socks <laughs> <laughs> You gotta watch you guys, this episode now to see the end because guys, the end suckers. has a that's crazy... the title that's the title of this episode. This episode socks. <laughs> 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 gang gang gang.
1: Play onward <laughs> All, All right, so right. end of thirty-seven. Good episode. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.